Today it's Momo in Ireland, although Mason did call in earlier. Here's what it sounded like. Uh, here is Sophie in Venice. Hey, Sophie, you're on ESPN LA. Hi. <laughs> and then he hung up. That was his contribution to the show today. So good. And I'm actually, um, Mace says he'll be back tomorrow. We'll see. Um, if he is, I will bring this up again tomorrow with him. But, Greg, I'm particularly interested, now that you're in management, to get your thoughts on this story. I've which been in I, management for a while. Which I find, yeah, but nobody took it seriously. Oh, uh, you. Everyone else did. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So, Lane Kiffin. The former USC coach is now the coach at Ole Miss. And over the past, I don't know, four or five years, mental health has become a really big story in sports. A lot of guys have been applauded for coming out. Kevin Love uh, came out and said, I've got mental health issues. I suffer from depression. Um, A lot of other people have. And it's, I think, in most workplaces – if you have mental health issues, you're being encouraged to speak up. I think it's much more – Mason talks about this a lot. He's he's come clean that he's bipolar. He often has to get his meds adjusted, and when he doesn't get them adjusted correctly, he suffers, and he goes mm-hmm. into spirals, and then he works out of it. Um, so if you hear a story that involves the phrase mental health, most people take it seriously and are compassionate. So there was a player at Old Miss. He's still technically on scholarship. His name is DeSanto Rollins. He is suing Lane Kiffin and the school for $40 million. Because according to Rollins, Kiffin ignored indications that Rollins suffered from depression and subjected him to, quote, grossly reckless and indifferent treatment. And one of the things that Rollins did was he legally recorded a meeting with Lane Kiffin. And I'm going to ask all three of you guys at the end of this. We can even take some calls on this if you uh, if you want to weigh in. 877-710-ESPN. Because I think it's a fascinating subject. I'm going to ask you, who comes off worse here? DeSanto Rollins or Lane Kiffin? So apparently what happened was Rollins just stopped coming to practice. He's on yeah. scholarship. He, he just stopped coming to practice. And Kiffin sent word through the assistant coaches, hey, I need to talk to him. Yeah. I, I want to make sure he's okay. And nothing. Rollins wouldn't return calls, wouldn't come to practice. The only feedback Kiffin was getting was uh, Rollins says he has a mental health issue and he's not ready to talk to you. Or did he even say he had a mental health issue? He did. Okay. You'll hear that play out here. Now, this is the conversation that was legally recorded by DeSanto Rollins with Lane Kiffin. There's a lot of swearing in it that we have beeped out. The whole conversation runs three, four minutes. We've cut it down to just under two minutes. And again, at the end of this, I'm going to ask all three of you guys, and anybody who wants to participate, who comes off worse here, Lane Kiffin or DeSanto Rollins? Here's the conversation. This is a job. Guess what? If I have mental issues and I'm not diminishing them, I can't not boss when you were told again and again the head coach needs to see you. Wasn't to make you practice, wasn't to make you play a position you don't you want to, okay? It was to talk to you and explain to you in the real world, okay? So I don't give a what your mom says, okay? Or what you think in the real world, you show up to work. 
And then you say, hey, I have mental issues, okay? I can't do anything for two weeks. But if you change my position, I won't have mental issues. I guarantee if we called you and said you are playing defense, would you have mental issues? Definitely no. Would. would you have been at practice? Would you have skipped two weeks of workouts? Why are you calling it skipping? Well, what is it? I took a mental break. Okay. Hey, Keith Carter, I'm not going to show up to work the next two weeks. Oh, you want to meet with me? No, I'm not going to meet with you. Fired. Well, why are you real acting, world. I mean, you're acting like my issues aren't real. I didn't say they're not real. You show up when your head, when your boss wants to meet with you, and I wouldn't have meeting wouldn't have been wouldn't have been like this. It would have been like okay, if you would have come here when you kept getting messages, the head coach wants to talk to you, and you saying I'm not ready to talk to him. I wasn't. What what the world do you live in? I don't see why you gotta be disrespectful, honestly. Get out of here. Go. Go, you're off the team. You're done. See ya. See ya. Because I'm... See ya. Go. Go. And guess what? We can kick you off the team. So go read your rights about mental health. We can kick you off the team for not showing up. All right. So that's the heart of the conversation between those two guys. Greg, you uh, are the manager of audio mm-hmm. operations around here. The Mal. If... I, I'll use myself as an example, sure. said, I'm having a mental health issue. I'm not coming in. And you said well, to me. you said it, we would take you pretty seriously. But, well, hold well, on. It, it because, Greg, matter. if yeah. I said to you, but then you said, okay, I need to talk to you about but this. But it didn't sound like he said to him, I have a mental issue. I'm not coming in. What did it sound it's, like it's, to you? It sounded like he just wasn't coming in and he was yeah. getting messages that were saying, hey, the coach wants to talk to you. And then he didn't said, I was having mental problems. I needed to, I needed a break. Right. But he never, it doesn't sound like he ever told Kiffin that he, that right. was what the issue was. It might have gotten around to it that it was, it would be like if you told Mason that you were having mental health issues and well, I Mason think that told makes, me. I think that makes Rollins' case worse. But It does. But who comes off worse there, Kiffin or Rollins? I think, well, there's... Kiffin did a couple things wrong that were in he there. He certainly could have been nicer. He could have been nicer. Yeah. He could have done. There was a, a couple things that he did wrong where he started to um, say that it was because if I put you on the defense, you would have then started playing. But the that was a problem. But the earlier part was not. I think he, the Rollins needed to come in and talk to him, or at least call him on the phone, or send him a text, yeah. or do something. You have to talk to your boss when you're having a mental health issue, just to let you, Even John. If you can't need, talk. You can send a text. Yes, you, John, should have told me that you were not going to come in and you needed some time away that changes everything it doesn't sound like right. he did um in my scenario you are my direct supervisor correct so i don't think i can accuse you as rollins did in that thing of being of not taking me seriously not disrespectful when i when i don't even take the time to talk to you no um momo what do you think who comes off worse i thought there? um i thought lane made some very good points it's just the way that he delivers it is kind of it comes across as insensitive. You know, he's right. Like, you have a job, and no matter what is happening, like, even if it's the worst things in the world, like, the worst possible things, all you have to do is send a text. Like, you just send it. If you can't talk to them, if you don't feel up to that, you just say, I'm not up to coming in. I'm I'm mentally, I'm not in a good place. I, I'll, I'll get in touch with you when I can. Like, you have to be able to send that note. You can't just not show up. Um I don't know. He it's just the way that he you know, the way he delivers the message of like 
you know, you have a job and da da da. Like, he could the guy is telling him right there in the room, I have a mental health. Like, it sounds like there's a lot more pretext to this when I heard it. I felt like even his statement, of, we, we switched your position and that's what you're mad about, basically. Um, he's calling BS on it. He's saying, right. I don't really believe this is mental but health. But he says twice in there, I'm not saying your issues aren't real. Yeah. I'm saying that you've mishandled this. Yeah. And I I absolutely see that Lane could have been nicer. He didn't have to F-bomb the guy to yeah. death and, and then kick him off. By the way, he's still on the team. He's not yeah. practicing with the team, obviously, but he's still on scholarship at Old Miss. Yeah. Um, let's uh, open the phones and see if... Everybody agrees. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. I'm very curious. I'll just say this. If this thing went to trial and I was on the jury, based on what I know now, I'm siding with Lane. I know he wasn't very nice about it. But I'm not going to reward a guy money who refused to even meet with his direct supervisor. You didn't talk to me for two weeks. I, and you That's fu- a problem. Right. And if you yeah. fired me after that, yeah. or if you I've, reacted- I've every right. If you, or if you reacted like Lane did, like if I came into your office after that two weeks and that phone call that I played carried out with you and I said, I don't understand why you're disrespecting me. Yeah. I disrespected you. You, you didn't talk to me for two weeks. Right. You didn't send me a text. You didn't And you're responsible call, you for, for filling these shifts and making sure yeah. that the trains yep. run on time. I, I had no idea I what's going screwed on you. you. Yes. It's yes, not you the other way around. Nope. And even though Kiffin, like you say, Momo, could have yeah. handled it way better, I don't think this kid's going to win this lawsuit. But we'll take a few of your calls coming up next. 877-710-ESPN. Mason in Ireland, Momo in for Mace, ESPN LA. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Mason in Ireland. Momo's in for Mace today. We just played a pretty explosive clip with Lane Kiffin um, and one of his players who is suing Kiffin for $40 million. Um, The player, DeSanto Rollins, says that Kiffin treated him in a grossly reckless and indifferent way. He says he suffers from depression. He wanted to take a mental health break. Lane tried to talk to him. The guy wouldn't come in. He said he was mentally messed up. I'm just, all of us, Greg, Brian, Brian, did we ask you, what did you think of this? Would you side with Lane on this, or would you side with the kid? 
I think a little bit with Lane. I think he handled it a little poorly. Like, you should have let him know. But there's there could be a lot more to the story that we also don't know. We don't right, know what right. his issues and I, are. What I don't know, and, and we're going to open the phones here, I don't know if I'm being insensitive to the kid who has mental issues, but I just don't think he handled it very well. Here's Johnny in San Dimas. Hey, Johnny, you're on ESPN LA. What do you think? Well, first of all, I, I think you, know, you got to look at Lane Kiffin's side. He, he is actually a lawyer. He has a lot of knowledge about how to handle it, but uh, he's kind of a little crude in, in his voice and stuff. But, you know, he can actually he can get a defense and say, well, mental illness, you know, I was fired on a tarmac, and that's really a hard mental illness to deal with. So, I hope Mace called in and didn't give that excuse today, too. Oh, no. He's, he, he worked 58 shows in a row. He deserved a day off. Uh, here's Marvin in Monterey Park. Hey, Marvin, what do you think of this story? I think it's unfortunate. I think it's an indictment on Lane Kiffin. And for Greg to compare you two, right, to compare the situation to you yeah. as a grown adult. Like I said, these are student athletes, right? These are uh, young men right, trying to figure it out. It's an indictment on Kipping, the fact that he doesn't have any relationships with the parent. If someone is suffering from mental health, then as a caretaker, as a coach, as an educator, I need to be proactive. I need to take initiative and reach out to friends and family and see what's going on. This is actually, Marvin, this is actually a really good point that I didn't think of until now. Momo, they're not fully formed adults yet they're yeah that's they're a good 18 point. 19 20 21 year old kids and marvin that's a that's a side of this that i i didn't give a lot of credence to but having said that marvin isn't college to prepare you for the rest of your life yeah and if i if marvin if you're my coach and i have a mental health issue and i just stop coming to practice and i stop coming to workouts and i get told that you want to meet with me so you can figure out what's going on and i just blow you off for two weeks isn't that on me and not you how did that player get to mississippi how did that player get there who recruited him where did that coach go to recruit that player so you're saying that he should have have involved the people that he knew when he was recruiting him yeah if he really cares about the human right if he really cares about the student all right then he's going to do everything in his power right to uh, to reach out. Well, this is this is a part where I think there could By be the more way, that we don't Marvin, know. Marvin, that's a it's really a really good call. Thank you for uh, for calling in. That's an excellent. So point. what we don't know, which because all we've heard is audio, right? Right. We don't know what other things they did to get a hold of this kid. Like if right. if you didn't, I'm sh- uh, like I would expect. I, w- I won't say I'm sure, but I would expect they would have called the parents. Yeah. You know, at some point, if you haven't, you know, although he makes reference to, he goes, "I don't care what your effing mom says," you know. That yeah, would it sh- sound, but, but it sounds like maybe the mom was firing back. Here's here's the way I'm hearing what happened here without knowing all the context. I think Kevin called him in, and had the kid been apologetic or taken some ownership of the way he handled it, I think he would have been. I think Kevin would have been fine. Like, I don't think he intended to kick him off the team. I think he wanted to hear his defense. Like, John, if you don't show up for work for two weeks and then you come in and you just say, listen, it's been a really hard time emotionally and mentally. I have depression and I didn't know how to talk to you. And I'm I'm sorry. I should I should have told you what was going on. I should have handled right. that. Then it would have gone. I, way it would have gone way yeah. differently. He but wanted an acknowledgement know- that like ghosting somebody for two weeks is not cool. But I, I, I guess it's in my work ethic, but yeah. I don't mean to make light of anybody else having mental issues because I think sometimes people don't respect that and mental issues are real mm-hmm. and depression is real. 
Especially amongst um, the younger generation. Right. Now. But if I, just thinking about what I do, yeah. or even when I did when I was in college, when I was like running the campus sports radio station, if I like didn't show up and did for games for two weeks, yeah. or if I didn't show up to work for two weeks, I just know how that's going to end. I, it just seemed very odd there. Here's Susan in Manhattan Beach. Hey, Susan, you're on ESPN LA. Hi. Hey. So I totally agree with the last caller that um, the kid was not, um, you know, it was a teaching moment. If it was John Wooden, if you've got a great coach, you're going to work with the kid and find out, okay, what is the real issue at hand? And, um, and um, you know, they didn't really find out, is it that we moved your position? Is it that that? Was that what the mental problems were? I mean, there was nothing really trying to get down to whether this kid mentally was okay or not. Yeah, he so, just kind of dressed him down. That's true. Um, so what, I, what I'm saying is that I, I don't see this as there were any teaching moments. I don't see that he tried to work with this kid and try to get him to the point where he could be functional on the team. And, you know, that to me is not a good coach. Okay, thank you, Susan, for the call. Um, here is um, Blake in Thousand Oaks. Hey, Blake, what do you think? Hey, I, I like I reference more what uh, Ramona said. Is I was more taken to what the kid didn't say because he had every opportunity when Lane was talking to him to express what was going on, and when he just responds with. I was taking a mental break. I've worked with coworkers like, hey, I'm going to take a mental break. That doesn't sound like I'm having challenges with depression or things like that. We don't know what was said ahead of time. But to respond with, you're not playing defense, so you're not going to do this, and your response isn't to defend yourself. It's to say, I was taking a mental break. Don't equate Lane Kiffin to Wooden. You don't know how Wooden was going to respond. Wooden would have said, you do it my way or you're off the team too. So that's that's baloney. Yeah. All right. Thank you for Look, the phone call. I'm, I'm, this, is, this is a hard part for me because I feel like we don't know the full context of it, right? Right. Um, I know how I've seen other people who go through these type of situations. Like we had a girl on my team when I was playing and she had an eating disorder and she kind of you know, and then there was another one who had she had definitely some kind of mental health actual break. Like I don't know what the actual issue was, but um, you know, I think we kept them on scholarship for a while. Like I don't, I don't think they all got kicked off the team, and they were there. But I, but it was handled in a way that, like, I, I, what I'm not sure people realize is how it feels to be yelled at by a grown up. Right. Like I know what I've been like when I've been yelled at. I've been yelled at by bosses. I've been yelled at by grownups and I'm sort of resilient. I tend to be somebody who can take it, which right. is why I think I get yelled at. You know? <laughs> right. But yeah. Right. Right. You know, they find the person who can take it. Um, but it didn't feel good. And, I, and I'll tell you, like when you're a kid that age and you get yelled at by your head coach, whether or not the kid handled it correctly or not, like you're going to kind of go inward. You're going to go and shrivel up there in that moment. Um, here's Don in Riverside. Hey, Don, you're on ESPN LA. What'd you think? I, I side with Lane because uh, I think that's what's wrong with, with kids these days. He sounded, just sounded disrespectful like he didn't even care what Lane was telling him. So it was just like, whatever. And, uh, you know, just to say he got mental issues, that's that, okay, he got mental issues. 
you still got to go talk to your coach. You got to talk to your boss, right? When somebody's sick or something, you still got to communicate. Plus, he's letting his team down, right? Because he's not showing up. He's not saying nothing. So, what does that mean? He doesn't care about his teammates. Supposed to be his boys. Yeah, so, you, you know what? This reminds me of the Ben Simmons situation. Yeah. Um, thank and, you, Don, for the yeah, phone call. Yeah, thanks for the call. This reminds me of the Ben Simmons. Like in in uh, Philly, he said, "I'm not showing up because I have mental health issues." And he, but he was also having a reaction against some of the stuff Doc Rivers did and whatever Joel Embiid did and his situation there and you know all this other stuff. And the Sixers find him. You remember that when he didn't show up, and their contention was. It's okay. You can say I have mental health health issues, but you still need to go to a therapist. You like we treat a mental health issue or in, like any other injury. Okay, mm-hmm. if you sprained your ankle and didn't show up at your doctor's appointment, we'd say you're not doing what you need to do. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't mean to be insensitive, but I think if this goes to trial and they play that tape, I'm not sure that the player is going to get much support from the jury. But I don't know. I mean, you saw we took a we took a sample of calls there, and a couple of people thought Lane was at fault. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. All right, coming up next, there is something happening oh. tomorrow night at Crypto.com Arena that has never, ever happened before. Well, I'll tell you what it is coming up. Um, by the way, game of games today. It's my game. Oh, gosh. Uh, He's had all weekend to work on it. Yes. It's it one is, of those road games. It is difficult, but not impossible. <laughs> And, uh, and we will play that coming up at 345. But uh, coming up next, I'll tell you what's happening at Crypto tomorrow night. And it's uh, Lakers related. Back with more after this ESPN LA. Oh, go. I've been listening to a lot of Aretha lately. Lovely Aretha. Going riding on the freeway. Uh, okay. Ramona, tomorrow not the night. Pen freeway. Bergman, are you aware you of this? You cannot dance to this. Are you, are you planning to go to the Lakers tomorrow night? Yes, I am. Okay. Tomorrow night? When you walk in, Greg, are you going, Momo? When they play the Grizzlies? No, I might go okay. to the Kings game. Greg, when you walk in. It's going to be beautiful. You might want to really. bring a pair of sunglasses. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> the entire floor will be bright gold. Because oh, it gosh. is, Ramona, the first ever home midseason tournament game for the Lakers. Nope, didn't do it. Try it again. Say it again and get me hyped. The first Ever okay, home midseason tournament game for the Lakers, and that is a mouthful. Yes. Okay. And we'll say it many times tomorrow. Are you going to say it as excitedly as Company Man LeBron James did the other day? Of course I am. Company Man LeBron James. We are under said, a strict edict to pump up the midseason oh my tournament. God. I have never wait till Sedano gets. Do you, do you have the LeBron today, with Lisa so. Salters? If if Sedano comes in, he will tell the same thing. We've gotten many memos and talking tos and. Hey, and by the way, it just came out. 1-0 to- Lakers, by the way. Yeah, the 1-0 Lakers in the midseason tournament. It came out today. Viewership up 55% on ESPN for the midseason tournament games. It's working, Momo. Don't shake your head at me. The midseason tournament Say is on. Say it again. It's on. <laughs> it's actually not tournament. even the midseason tournament. It's the in-season tournament. No. Well, well, I think they, it's the in-season tournament. In-season. Why well, put mid-season and in-season? <laughs> Let me look it up. No, it's, Whatever it's it is. season Whatever you know what? it is, it's tomorrow. John, I know how you gave away all those bad phones all those years ago. Yes. Listen, LeBron James, I watched that game in Phoenix. It was a great game. The, the one you guys, the, when the Lakers won. Okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
Lisa Salters, God bless her, says, LeBron, how does it feel to finally get your first win on the road this year? And LeBron says, well, it's not because it was the first win on the road. It's because it's in-season tournament that game. boy, LeBron. One and oh. Oh, my God. Did Adam Silver call him directly before the game and say, make sure you highlight that? Did he call all the stars and say, hey, guys. He not listen. only called all the stars, he called all the yeah, and 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 but Joel Embiid the other day. This is this is the best one. Okay, no look, company band Lebron is great, but Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. who's took, just a troll normally. Yes, took a three pointer at the end of a game against the Detroit Pistons that they were winning by like eight or nine points or something. Did not need, need to take the three, and the Pistons were a little bit mad. Like, why are you taking the three pointer? And Joel says afterwards. Because during the in-season tournament, tiebreakers come down to point differential. It's the yeah. right thing to do. Boy, Embiid. And I was like, you. all now, the stars know. DeMontis this Sabonis. This so is tell you how guys. the NBA is going to get them their max contracts. Well, DeMontis Sabonis got mad at Kevin Herter for not taking right? a three at the end of the game. That's right, DeMontis Sabonis, because it's life and death when it comes to the in-season tournament. Now, here's the good news if you're a Laker fan. There's a very good chance the Lakers are going to come out of this pod. They've already played. Here's how it works. There are f- six five-team pods. Yeah. Okay. There are 30 teams in the NBA, so everyone's eligible, except Memphis, who's already lost two games. Uh, but the Lakers are 1-0. and Yeah. If they win tomorrow night, they'll be 2-0, and and Memphis will be 0-3, and they'll be pretty much knocked out. The, if you win your group, you're on to the elimination round. Okay. The six winners of the groups. And then there's one wild card from the West. And one wild card from the East. And the Lakers have already won the most difficult in-season tournament game they have, which was at Phoenix on Friday. So tomorrow night, Lakers play Memphis. I think they're going to go to 2-0. Then Friday night, we play in Portland. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to go to 3-0. and And then all we got to do after that is deal with Utah. And, and, you know, we can move on to the next round. And so those... Four games are are the ones that move you out of the group stage into so single it, elimination. So can Phoenix still so make think, it? Like if Phoenix oh, sure. wins all theirs? Yeah, you can't lose twice. If you right. lose twice in the group stage, you're in big trouble. Oof. But if you only lose once, or if you run the table, there's a good chance you're moving on. Okay. So the Lakers have a really good chance to be moving on in the next season. Now, what's weird is, and Greg, I know you probably have looked ahead to this, is all of us that work in the NBA – we don't know where we're going to be the first week in December. Oh, I know. It's so frustrating. <laughs> so we can't plan anything. We might be playing on Monday or Wednesday. We might be playing on Wednesday or Friday. There's a chance we can play in the championship game, which is in Vegas on a Saturday night on ESPN. And we don't know yet. Like, I can't make any plans for that week because I Vegas, baby. I'm going to Vegas. So the in-season tournament tomorrow night. Now, and when I, I said, Greg, that the court is gold. If you've noticed, with a purple stripe in the middle. Yeah. If you've noticed, these courts are these courts really rough. Are insane. They're like they're we just, played on Friday much. night. We played on an all purple court. Oh my gosh! And so uh, I saw that. I didn't hate that one, but it's just it's awkward. Did you like, hear what happened in Dallas? No. Okay, so they put the goofy court down. Yeah. And somebody comes out to start shooting. I think it was Shea Gilders Alexander, yeah. but it might have been somebody else. Comes out to shoot threes, and he's like short. Yeah. On every three. Yeah. And he's like. Man, this is weird. I like I'm a really good shooter. <laughs> I'm short. So that he goes, Hey, measure this line. 
and somebody who built the court, the fancy in-season tournament court, screwed it up <gasps> and made the line too far. Oh, my God. So they had to really quickly rip the court out and put the regular court back in so they could play the game. Oh, my God. But so uh, tomorrow night, I've, I've been told, the gold court has been measured, approved, and you will be in a sea of gold. It'll look like a like a giant hotel full of gold oh. fixtures. And uh, in tomorrow, anything's better than the gray courts. The gray courts are hard. Um, Brooklyn and yeah, well, Brooklyn's the, court is always gray. Though. I know, but I hate it. It's yeah, like I watch I like the game it. and I'm like, ugh. I have to admit though, what have you like thought it. so far of the in season tournament? I like it. I actually, I'm not, I'm not BSing. I like it. Are you? Do you like it or you think it's over the top? I mean, I'm I'm laughing at all the company men. Yes, okay. like I'm me. La- you are such a company man. In wow. season tournament, let's go. I, the best part was that you were calling Billy it Mac, tournament time. <laughs> I mean, are you gonna do like a pool or something? Or oh, you- that's a good idea, Bergman. Let's get a pool going. <laughs> oh, I'm not allowed to bet. Are you allowed to? Definitely not. <laughs> well, you can. Otherwise, yeah, I'll yeah. get a pool. I don't think together. I could bet on any. I don't even know if I can do fantasy anymore after the the new ESPN rules. Does it feel like oh, anything yeah, other than a regular rules. game? Yeah, it does. It actually does because. I, ask, I, mean, I, I haven't been to one Momo, of these exciting the games man. yet. I've yeah. watched them yeah, all you on TV. You, know, you haven't even been to one. But the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the thing, Greg, the reason yeah. they care, uh-huh. I asked AD about this. $500,000? Yeah. He goes, look, I don't understand all the rules. Here's what I understand. We win it. We each get half a million dollars. Yeah. That gets your attention. So if you think about it, if they said, Every player on the winning team gets ten grand. Yeah, the people that probably no, that probably gets your attention. But you think, yeah, so what if I don't get it? Five hundred grand. I think they care. Don't I, do you, do you? Yeah, but after taxes and you pay your agent oh, and stuff, like I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, like AD makes like forty million dollars a year. Uh, I don't know. That's like I, I think he'll just notice it. It's like a holiday bonus. Well, I'm telling you, people, it's tournament time, and it's time to get ready. Put your gold on there and you get go, your John. butt to crypto. Do we have theme arena. music for it? Is there like in season tournament theme music theme song? Do we have a so uh, the ball is tipped? Uh, no, uh, I well, I, <laughs> I would hope so. Are. Hey, Bergman, read something over there for me, will you? All right, sure. So today, today is Million Dollar Mondays. It's back on seven ten. Thanks to Hollywood Park Casino. Listen all day every Monday for your chance to win. All you have to do is give your Super Bowl prediction, both teams and the final score, and you could be winning a million bucks. And just for playing, you'll get two tickets to a game at SoFi on December third. Million Dollar Mondays on seven ten ESPN, presented by Hollywood Park Casino. Eat, drink, play. And we already gave ours away today. And Sedano and Cap have one coming up, right, Greg? That's right. It'll be coming up sometime in the four to seven time slot. All right, cool. Um, all right, coming up next is Game of Games. Bergman, what are the Game of Games standings? What happened last week when right, I was so out? I won a bunch over the week. Uh-oh. Well, just actually twice. So I'm in the lead. I have three. Okay. And then uh, Ireland won, Andy won, Brian won, Jacob won, Sedano won, Cappy won. All right, so Bergman is uh, is uh, firmly entrenched in the lead, uh, but it's my game today. All I know is that I haven't won anything. Um, you might do well in this game. Okay. But it, any, anybody could definitely win it. Um, and so that's coming up next. But first, let me tell you about iSpot Active. Momo, you would like iSpot Active. Okay, so here's how it works. Okay. Uh, I'm a big cryotherapy guy. Me too. All right. So... These guys at iSpot Active, and and you need to go to the website because it explains everything you need to know. I-C-E-B-O-D Active. iSpot Active. You'll see a doctor on there with testimonials. You'll see James Worthy. Um, James Worthy uh, swears by this stuff. Um, Here's what it is. You... 
iSpot Active has created wearable cryotherapy. So you purchase an iSpot device for whatever areas you want to treat. Like I've got the long sleeve shirt that, at, and they put these, cool. um, these cold packs, these flexible gel packs that are ice cold that can treat your shoulders, your elbows, upper and lower back. They have pants if you want to treat your lower body. You wear this stuff for 20 minutes. And at least in my case, my soreness was gone. One of the reasons this is a good idea is it saves you a lot of time and money. Instead of dropping 200 a week on multiple cryo sessions, I bought this shirt, one-time fee of 150 bucks. I don't go to cryo anymore. Huh. I just ice at home whenever it's convenient for me. I put on this shirt. I feel better. Then I throw it in the freezer, and I'm all set for the next time. So uh, the other reason why I like wearable cryotherapy is you don't have to stop what you're doing. You just kind of feel like you have football pads on, and you go about your day. Uh, this product is perfect if you're someone who suffers from soreness. Anybody who has bad knees will tell you they have to ice right after they play a sport because if they don't, they'll get stiff pretty fast. With IcePod, you just put on that knee brace after you work out or play sports, and you feel better right away. Before I saw this, the only way to tackle this was to put two big ice packs on your knees and you know hope for the best. But IcePod Active has taken it to the next level. Check it out today at that website icebodactive.com i-c-e-b-o-d active.com icebod active alright no mace today Momo in for mace and uh, I have the game for game of games and we have four players today Brian Cohen, Greg Bergman Ramona Shelburne and we welcome to the show Scott Kaplan hey hi Cap Lady and gentlemen, how are we today? <laughs> Good. Uh, excellent. Cappy, you may do well in this game. I think this is the type of game that you could uh, excel at. Okay. Um, we had a lot of fun last month when Billboard released its list of the top 500 pop songs ever made. So I use that to create another version of the lyrics game. I will read you some lyrics from a song. I'm just going to read them. I'm not going to sing them. Each one of these comes from one of the top 100 songs ranked by Billboard. So these are all songs that I think you've heard before. As soon as you know either the name of the song or the artist, okay. I'll accept either one. Your name is your buzzer. All right. There are okay. eight of these in a tiger. For example, Momo, if I said, player's going to play, 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 play. Yeah. Shake it off, shake it off. What's the answer? Shake it off. Taylor Swift. There you go. Okay. Or you shake can say it. shake it off. Okay, Either one. got okay? it. So obviously that's not one of the songs. Okay, got it. All right, so here we go. You're going to read it. We're not playing a song. We're not playing a song. Got it. Okay. This is song number one. The podcast. All of these are, are on the top 100 of Billboard's top pop songs ever. Got it. Okay, here we go. Number one. Oh, I won't ask for much this Christmas. I won't even wish Cap. for snow. Cap. Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey is correct. Very and good. Scott Kaplan has the lead. All I Want for Christmas by Mariah. Yeah, The that's greatest good. Christmas song, top selling of all time. All right. Song. Nice work, Cap. Song number I was two. almost going to get that. Okay. This one's, this one's hard. I'm just letting you know in advance. This one's hard. All right. At some point. The name of the song is something I will read. Okay, so got it. Listen for that. That's your hint. Okay. Okay. Wow. Jealousy turning saints into the sea, swimming through sick lullabies, checking on your alibi, but it's just the price I pay. Destiny is calling me. Open up my eager eyes. 
Because I'm Mr. Brightside. Greg. Greg. Uh, the killer's Mr. Brightside. The killer's Mr. Brightside. I knew, the song. I, did, I knew the song. Correct. No. Yeah, idea. but it's not easy if you don't have the music yeah. or the right. you know, Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, that's hard. Right. Like, right. I was like, head. I. Greg provided both the artist and the name of the song. I should give you extra credit, but I won't. Nice job, Bergie. Thanks, Cappy. Number three. This hit, that ice cold Michelle Pfeiffer, that white Greg. gold oh. Greg. That's Bruno Mars. That is Girl, Bruno I Mars, that. Uptown Funk. Yeah. And Greg Bergman has the, the way you read it is so, <laughs> so difficult. So, yeah, so it's, difficult. It's very hard because there's no music to it. Yeah. You're just reading lyrics. Okay. I got to get one. <laughs> the score right now after three songs. Greg Bergman, two. Scott Kaplan won. Come on, Momo. I know. I got to get Momo. one. Get Come on, game, Brian. Momo. I almost yeah. got that more. All right. Game. I'm letting all Brian four Cole, of you know. Another, another hint for number four. This is a very, very popular song. Okay. 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 That's your hint. Some will win. Some will lose. Some are born to sing the blues. Oh, wait. The movie never ends. It Cap. goes on and on. Cap. Cap. Don Henley. No. no. Keep going. Keep going. It goes on and on and on and on. Strangers waiting up and down the boulevard. Momo, Momo. Uh, Momo. Uh, don't stop believing. Boom. Yeah. 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 Okay. Journey. Journey. <laughs> don't stop believing. Someone I'm surprised Some you didn't get that. Someone will always was... sing the blues. All right. Okay. At halftime. Oh, thank Damn. God. It's not a that skunk. so hard. At okay. halftime of the lyrics game, <laughs> it is Bergman 2, Ramona oh. 1, Cappy 1. Brian, you alive over yeah, there? Yeah, this is tough. Okay. This is a tough one. This is a hard game. All right. Song, we go into the second half. Song number five. I'm heading down the Atlanta Highway. Cap, Greg. Cap. Oh, no, 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 no. B-52s. Boom. Scott Kaplan is tied oh, to game. Wow. Do you know the name of the song, Cap? I was going to get that wrong. Uh, heading down the Atlanta Highway. Looking, looking for, for the love. love. Shack, love Shack. Get love Shack by yeah. the B-52s. Yeah. One of the most underrated songs of all time, and gonna, the game is tied. I was going to say Tom Come on, Petty. Mama. That was Let's wrong. Let's go. Let's uh, get it wrong. All right, good, because I think you and Cap were pretty close when you came in, so I'm <laughs> glad you were going to miss it. I was going to get it wrong. All right. Song number six. There are three left. Brian, you're still alive, oh, but yeah. just barely. I got to get one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't get skunked. Come on, BC. All right. <laughs> Well, you can tell by the way I cap. use my oh. walk, Cap. The Bee Gees. The Bee Gees is correct, and Scott Kaplan is. You know, taking the you lead. sang that a little, little you, you more a, than you had the a lot of sing-songy tone in you. I'm yeah, a woman's man, knew. no time to talk. Music loud and women warm. I've been kicked around since I was born. I'm singing all right. It's okay. You can't look the other way. That a boy, Cappy. Yeah, yeah. We can try to understand the New York Times effect on man, whether you're Whoa. a brother or whether you're a mother. You're staying alive. All right. Uh, Cappy uh, uh, has the lead. Oh, come on. Song number seven. Cap, if you get this, Ooh. you lock it up. Here we Ooh, go. I need this one. Song number seven. Lay back, Cap. <laughs> There's a fire starting in my heart. Reaching a fever pitch, it's bringing me out the dark. Oh. Finally, I can see you Momo. crystal clear Momo. There's a five. Okay, yeah. it's um five seconds. Five, it's a it's a it's what's four. her face Adele. Adele, you oh, got it! Oh wow, Momo. it's what's oh, her face what Adele. What is her face? I, <laughs> I didn't know her face. There's a fire starting in my heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
There you yes, go. Rolling in the deep, oh, Maya man. Dell. All right. I was going to say Rich Paul's girlfriend. Brian, sadly, you have <laughs> been eliminated. Damn. All right. All right. So okay. I need to get this one. Uh, both of if us have to get this one. Okay. If Momo or Greg gets it, it forces a tie. It forces the tiebreaker. If Cap gets it, Cap wins. Okay. All right. Oh, come on. Let's go. This is the last <laughs> song. Now I gotta, I'm hitting myself here, like in the face, because I got that last time. Number eight. All right. Here we go. go. You don't have to be beautiful to turn me Cap. on. Cap. Whoa. Prince. Prince and Cap. Of course there was going to be a Prince one That's in there. That's good. That's a good call. Oh, Cap, no you know what song? You don't have to be a star. No, that's not No, good. I know it. It's, um... You don't have to be a star. I just need your body, baby, from dusk till dawn. You don't need experience to turn me out. You, you just don't leave have it all to up be to me. You got to, to be yeah. my girl. Yeah. Ain't no particular cool. sign I'm more compatible world. with. I just want your, your extra, extra time and your kiss. Yeah. Scott Very Kaplan good, Scott. with a rare Very victory. No, no, no not Cap. rare. He has two this month. Yes. Oh, Kaplan. I'm live. Wow. You're knocking I'm, on the door. Johnny, I, I'm live this month. I love it. I love that you got that with one line. That was very good. Okay. Uh, let's do the tiebreaker just for kicks. Okay. All right. Drake has more hits on the Billboard Hot 100 charts over the years than anybody else. Really? How many total entries has Drake had on the Billboard charts over his career? Closest without going over. Cap, give me a guess. You've already won, so we're just playing for fun. 42. All right. Momo. 12. Greg. 47. Greg would win, but you guys were all way what about low. Brian? Oh, Brian, go ahead. He was eliminated. They're way low, yeah. but go ahead. Guess 35. how many. 35. I said you were way low yet. <laughs> go Hello, over Brian. 47, Brian. Hello, right. Brian. <laughs> the answer is 321. No way. He's the only what? artist. What? He's the only artist to chart at least 300 total wow. songs in history. The only two acts who have even charted 200 are Taylor Swift with 231. She has 231 songs? In her career on the Billboard Top 100 charts. And wow, the of cast songs. of Glee... 207. They wow. don't have 207 songs either. Oh, they do. I was a glee. I, w- I was a gleek. There wasn't even <laughs> 207 gleek. songs in the whole show. Oh, bite your tongue. What are you talking <laughs> How dare you disrespect the kids from Glee? How many, how many songs does Drake have that Seriously. 300 of yeah, them have I, made it to 321 top 100 how billboard many? charts? That's well, maybe insane. he's one of those guys, and I think Taylor's the same way, that as soon as an album comes out, everybody runs and buys it. Mm-hmm. So I think that could have something to do with it. He has 144 singles. Um, he has 321 songs on the Billboard chart. Only artist to chart at least 300 total songs in history. Brian, hit the super state. All right, Super Crosstalk has begun. Uh, Sedano and Cap both on the show today. Uh, Cap down in South South LA, and uh, Sedano will be in here shortly. Cappy, how was the weekend? Did you uh, stay in town, or were you a traveling man? So on Friday, we did a broadcast from Black Gold. Oh, that's right. That when I was in Phoenix, right? Yeah. From 1 p.m. till 5.30 p.m. Then we got off the air and we all hung out at Black Gold with the Circle of Trust. And then Lindsay Baseball scared the ever-living hell out of me and drove me to LAX. Oh, she's like that as a driver? She just, she doesn't know. Pedal to the metal? She Well, she just doesn't have any sense of direction. She lives off the GPS. Right. Oh. You know? So, you know, sometimes we're like in places where, I mean, Lindsay, how did we get here and what are we doing here? Did she get lost? Um, a little, but she always worked our way out of it, but she did a good job. Did but you I, make your flight? 
I did because I had a 10:20 red eye flight out of oh. LAX. Where you? Where were you going? I was going to Pittsburgh oh. to see my son's final college football game. Oh, how was it? It was great. And then, and then I turned around the next morning. Same, 24 hours on the ground, Johnny. I. I mean, I know you're a road warrior, but yeah. 24 hours on the ground. Landed at 6 a.m. Saturday morning. Took off at 7 a.m. Sunday morning. Glad you Jeez. went. Oh yeah, dude. It was like, I mean, I. And he's flying Spirit Airlines every time. This isn't like first class. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Not even the big front seat on nope. Spirit. No. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I'm sp- I'm flying Spirit budget. Uh, Dude. Now, do Spirit seats recline? I don't know. <laughs> you just got in the seat and didn't I try and recline got, it. I got. I took the uh, exit row, and so I got the. Um, I don't know if those seats recline or not, but I don't recline on a plane. How full are these flights? Oh, slammed. I'm sure. The flight to Pittsburgh, which is a red eye. It's the only direct flight. It's it is completely packed. On the way back, I had to stop in Vegas, like yeah. half empty. Yeah, uh, that dr- sounds like a special kind of hell. Except it, it was his son's last college game. I I'm know, glad but you a went. full flight, red eye, Spirit Airlines. Yeah, yeah, uh, oh, yeah not my fun. God. Now, George, have you participated yet <laughs> in an in-season tournament game? No, I attended one though on Friday. Um, I was in Boston doing Boston College, Virginia Tech. So I went and uh, I went to the Celtics Nets game. Did they have a goofy court? They did. And um, peop- I was seated seated in an area where you could tell it was like season ticket holders. And they yeah. seemed to be into it. I, I worked a game Friday. People were really into it. They, they just came down. Uh, ratings up 55% yeah. on ESPN for the in-season tournament game. And tomorrow, Scott Kaplan. Well, they were good yes, games. They tomorrow, are good games, yes. the Lakers will unveil the Golden court yeah a lot like the golden goose you might have to wear sunglasses <laughs> or, or the golden microphone jim rome used to have there you go phenomenal you might <laughs> have to wear sunglasses to watch the game but tomorrow it doesn't get any better than when the two and eight memphis grizzlies come in to play the mm. five and five la lakers in an in-season tournament battle nice. there you go did he do a good job of selling that uh, you sold it to me <laughs> that's for sure i'll tell you what sold i won't it for be me. there but i'll watch it <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what sold it for me the, the the ability to wear sunglasses inside like lebron does yeah if the court is that bright and I can wear my sunglasses and legitimize no, it. There are only two people that are allowed to wear sunglasses indoors. We've had this conversation, Cap. I know. Me and LeBron. And no, Jack. Jack Nicholson and Snoop. That's so it. So even LeBron's not, even, not allowed. No, not even LeBron should be wearing sunglasses indoors. It, it announces to the world that I am a douchebag if you're wearing sunglasses indoors for no reason. So, Cap, oh. get, get, stay away from that for me. Oh. Just Boy, do don't, I, don't, I kind of think that's in. what he's going for. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what I was going for. That's the LeBron well, too. Know, the shoe fits. I mean, you know, it's like, I mean LeBron too, man. I mean Morales too. When Morales and I wear our sunglasses every Tuesday, um, that's true. You guys do look like a couple of yeah, Dumb and Dumber <laughs> comes to mind. Um, all right. So a question for all three of you. Yes. Who's the best team in the AFC after yesterday? Um, I would still say it's Baltimore, Kansas City. Like I, I just because. I mean, Cleveland's good. They have one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the sport. And it's a rivalry game. So, mm-hmm. I'm not – I mean, they beat Cleveland earlier this year already. So, like, it is what it is. They split. Yeah. What do you think, Cap? Best team um, in the AFC is who? I would say right now my my bias leans towards Cleveland because they've got the best defense, and I think Deshaun Watson is is growing. But now he's hurt. And I say growing. I mean, like, he's growing into finally getting back to who he was um, after that second half yesterday. But now he's hurt. So, I – I'm not sure that's a great answer. Ravens, to, to George's point, have been probably the best all-around team. Boy, this is long-winded. Um, 
Are you conscious of it? Because someone said it to you, mentioned it in the uh, circle of trust today, or no? Daddy's, no, I didn't Daddy's see that. being not long-winded enough? Somebody, no, I... uh, Coconut Michael, who uh, yeah. pretends to be Michael Thompson, yeah. uh, he's like his alter ego, made some comment about Ramona surmised something in 12 seconds, and then Cappy, she needs to teach Cappy how to do that. All right, by well, the way. I, what did I say in 12 seconds? I, yeah, something about said. the Clippers, I don't remember. Oh, I did do that. Yeah. Um, nice at job, the end Amara. of at the end of crosstalk on the front end, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we had twelve seconds left, <laughs> and I had just come in because I did the NBA today 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 NBA today 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 yeah. yeah. And they said, give us a, uh, Travis is like, well, I got 12 seconds. Can you do it fast? And I said, yes, I can. And you did. I did. Nailed it. By I the did. Way. You know what I said? What? I said, James Harden, too passive. Paul George, too nice. Russell Westbrook, too aggressive. And Kawhi Leonard, too quiet. That's that's well all very accurate. Well so uh, did you guys hear Mason's appearance on the show today? I heard. No. Yeah, right. Cappy, <laughs> this was Mason. Uh, speaking of 12 seconds, it was much less than 12 seconds. This was Mason, unbeknownst to us, earlier today. Uh, here is Sophie in Venice. Hey, Sophie, you're on ESPN LA. Hi. <laughs> that's now, it. Now, that sound I can get behind during crosstalk. That that's funny. So funny. Yeah, he j- and then he just hung up. Now, George, I had something happen to me doing a game in Phoenix the other night that has never happened to me before. And I want, oh, I'm curious. I want to lay it out for you and ask you how you would handle it. Okay. Okay? <laughs> Since you often do play-by-play of live sporting events. I get to... My seat in Phoenix. Yeah. And directly behind me, there is a woman who sounds like a duck, and she is yelling behind me for the entire first half. Oh, my God. This is what it sounded like. D- kind of ignore me and listen yeah, to yeah, listen behind. the yes. woman behind yeah, yeah. me. Go uh, we got a couple of clips here. Here's- LeBron to Reeves threw it away. Reeves saves it. Back to Hachimura. Hachimura is fouled. Rebound, rebound. All right, that's one of them. Here's the other one later in the uh, quarter. Here's Austin Reeves on the right side. Reeves dribbling, 15-footer, it's long. It's an air ball. Rebound grabbed by Bradley Beal. I have a feeling if Phoenix scores here, Michael Darvin will call timeout. Here is Eric Gordon, throws it away. <laughs> that so, sounds like Chris Russo's like aunt or something. Right, yeah. yes. right. She's 91. Good for her. Oh, wow. She was sitting directly behind me, and so now my phone starts to buzz. Yeah. It's like, is what's with the duck yeah you know what's it what's with the person and it was me it's a 91 year old woman mm. who is sitting directly behind me tim harris my boss texts me he goes what in the world is that noise yeah. i go eventually her voice is going to burn out yeah and then my engine <laughs> my <laughs> engineer cap, burn out. Okay. My, my engineer cap says to me he goes whatever you do don't ask her not to do it yeah. because then she doubles down. <laughs> right. And don't don't turn around and acknowledge her. That just makes it worse. Did you see worse. her, though? Did you actually turn around I at did. one point? I turned around and looked at her. George, if you were put in that situation, how would you handle it? Oh, no. I think you got to listen to the home engineer there because mm-hmm. you've got a home engineer from Phoenix working for you. Whatever he says, I roll with it. That's how I just deal with it. Just power through it. Yep. Cap, just would you have going. powered through it or you, yeah. would you have tried to talk the woman out of yelling <laughs> yeah. in your ear? No, no, no. I'm with George. I think you got you got to go with local knowledge. That guy knows who she is. Yeah. She's there every night. She probably has that seat for that reason. And probably for like 30 years. All yeah. right. So here's what actually happened. Okay. I was stunned this worked. Michael Thompson, of all people, is hearing, she just yelling, yelling, yelling. You know how, George, they come and hand you at every time out, they hand you a stat sheet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael takes the stat sheet, turns around, introduces himself to her, hands it to her. He goes, look at how great your team is playing. Yeah. She takes the stat sheet and she goes, thank you. 
and she starts reading it. Oh, and so she was she quiet. Stopped, she yeah. stopped yelling. So I went, Michael, that's genius. It is genius. And and yes. so I like called the son's PR person over, and I go, hey, every quarter, give me Just stat sheets, whatever you give got. It to her. And I yeah. turned around for the whole rest of the yeah. night. I turned around. Uh, the woman's name was Kay. I turned around. I go, Kay, your team's doing great. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And nothing the entire wow. second Wow. So Michael killed her with kindness, yeah. and she stopped. You, you guys should have given her a big old kiss. You know, every kiss begins with Kay. There you go. Oh. <laughs> Right. Yep. In, in that my one many, many sounded years, funnier in your head. Yeah. In many, many years <laughs> of doing dad live joke I events, I have never had a woman yelling in the back of my ear. Um, and by the way, I was actually concerned for her voice. I thought, yeah. that, like, listen. LeBron to Reeves threw it away. Reeves saves it. Back to Hachimura. Hachimura is fouled. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> wow. So anyway, yeah. we powered through it and and survived. The good thing I mean, is- we've all done live shots where people are going crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, like where yeah. people are in your shot or even yeah. live broadcasts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of on radio, I'll break the fourth wall and just you know bring them into the. I'll just I we got some, we're on the we're on the air here, sir. You know I'll do that. So you can't do that on you can't do it on TV. I was doing a live <laughs> shot one year after the <laughs> Angels. We're on the won. air here. I was doing a live shot on KCAL one year after the Angels won the World Series. Yeah, and the crowd was getting. Really celebratory, and it got really bad. So my photographer, a guy named Dave Turner, great photographer. Shout out Dave Turner. Yeah, thank you, Dave, still to this day. I'm with you, Dave. Says, we're going on the roof of the truck. And I went, okay. He goes, they can't get to you if we go on the roof of the truck. Okay. So he moves everything up there, the tripod, the camera, oh everything. And we're you on, climb up, right? On the, yep, I climb up the, the ladder. I'm doing this it from the roof. This is Burgundy stuff it, right yeah, here. Yeah, and it was actually yeah. a really cool-looking shot. I go, yeah. as you can see behind me, and some guy starts shaking the truck. Oh, oh no. come on. And Turner, to, he's such a good guy. Turner turns around, and he, and I wondered, he had a, a metal trash can on oh the thing gosh. with us. And he takes the trash can, and he looks at the guy, and he goes, if you don't stop shaking the truck, I'm going to dunk this on your effing head. And the guy goes, oh, and runs away. <laughs> and I go, have you ever had to throw that? He goes, never. It's just yeah. a tool. Yeah. And I so, go, he got me through it. I had one in Vegas when I was standing. I remember when Lamar Odom overdosed at the hospital. Yeah. I was at the hospital. I was the I, that was I drew that assignment. Yeah, yeah. And we were doing broadcasts from outside, and all of a sudden I see it was kind of like a not a great area of town. The hospital they brought him to. There was like kind of people walking by all the news media, and they're sort of yeah. trying to distract you. But at one point, somebody kind of got into it with my producer and I could see some ruckus going on in the background and I'm supposed to be giving this very solemn update. Yeah. So like I absolutely cannot react. I yeah. have to just totally block it out. And then at one point the cameraman leaves his position. So it's just me talking to the camera with so no one holding it. Air, yeah, he's on a he's tripod. Locked. Yeah. And he had to leave the tripod to go make sure my producer was okay and keep this person who's trying to interfere with us right. on and I was like Literally anything could have happened. Like yeah. somebody could have gone up to the camera. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Yes, yeah, security Just is keep not. Talking. It, oh my god! It's not always readily available no. on TV news live shots. That's for sure. Um, so somebody, we asked the question earlier. Um, I think Greg asked it. 
If you owned the Chargers, Scott Kaplan, would you fire Brandon Staley? Oh, no. This is a, this is a loaded question for him. I know right. what he's going to say, and it's not what you think he's going to say. Um, Finish it for me, George. He says, absolutely not. I would not fire Brandon Staley because he wants complete anarchy when it yeah. comes to the Chargers. <laughs> right. I want him to get a contract extension. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, I don't think he's getting a contract extension, but I, w- Cappy, I honestly wouldn't fire him. It's not like he's getting blown out. It's not well, like Chip Kelly at UCLA yeah. is getting but he's, blown out. To, but I have come Cap's way on this. His specialty in theory is supposed to be defense, yeah. and they can't stop anybody. No. Right. So, George, you would change the coach probably? I think you have a young, talented quarterback who is – Four touchdowns yesterday. Just like, you know, he's a top five or six guy. Like, you got to get a better situation around him. And they but keep isn't adding good, good players every year. Yeah. Right. Like every, you know, every year they're adding three free agents that, that should help. Right. So, like, they spent money on a quarterback when they had him in his rookie contract, and they had to, give him his, they had to pay him now. So now he's got all the money, and they spent money on a Khalil Mack and a Joey Bosa and a guy like J.C. Jackson. And a Derwin they, James. Yeah. Like Derwin James. J.C. Jackson they got rid of. Um, they sent him back to New England where he came from, yeah. and he didn't even make the trip with the team this past weekend because he's got discipline problems. I mean, they, they got the wrong guy, spent money on the wrong guy, and the guys that they spent big money on, like Bosa and Mack, yeah, Khalil Mack had one game where he had six sacks. It was amazing. He's got like eight sacks for the season. Joey Bosa looked great last week against the New York Jets. He looked so good yesterday against the Detroit Lions. So the, the numbers tell you that the Chargers beat teams that are bad and they lose to teams that are good. Other than the Tennessee Titans, the, the who problem beat them this is year. that what ends up fooling you, and it's I don't know about fooling is even the right word because they are competitive with these good teams, right? Like they lost right. to the that's Dol- why I wouldn't fire. They them. lost to the Dolphins in the first game of the season on like one play basically, and at the end, and the same thing with the Lions. The Lions won, you know, as the buzzer went off basically. So it 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 can be misleading, but at some point the common thread seems to be that they are losing those games against the better teams on a regular basis. Right, but the teams they beat, like the Vikings, the Vikings were 0-2 at the time, and there was a controversial finish to that game. Do you remember how the Vikings didn't spike the ball? They couldn't get the last playoff. They beat the Raiders when the Raiders still had Josh McDaniels. They beat the Bears, who are one of the worst teams in the NFL. And they beat the Jets, who, you know, obviously are not very good. I mean, you really love the Jets. You've turned on the Jets now, yeah. but you loved them. Well, I like teams that go on hard knocks. So, for example, yeah. I love the Detroit Lions because I got to know those guys. I liked the Jets because I'm a Aaron Rodgers fan, and I thought Zach Wilson would be ready to play when the time would come. I didn't expect it to be four plays into the season. By the way, Cap, I have the same exact reaction to hard knocks that you do. I don't understand why so many teams don't want to do hard well, knocks. Well, the Dolphins are doing it in season. You right. see that? But, every, George, every, That's crazy, I every think. time one of those teams does it, I end up rooting for that team more. Are you the same way, Cap? Yeah, totally. I love Dan Campbell. Yeah, I don't watch hard knocks anymore, though. Me neither. I haven't seen yeah, it. It's been years. Uh, all right, Sedano and Cap. Are coming up next with a full show. Both guys wow. are here. Full show. Uh, and it's the preview to tomorrow News night's to in season tournament extravaganza yeah. at crypto.com. Sell it hard. Gold court. Tickets still available for the Grizz no Lakers way. rematch of last year's first round of the playoffs. Yeah, there we go. That's you how you sell it. can't get any better than that. Sedano and Cap next. Thanks, Momo. ESPN LA.